Camera changes this time. There we go. We're live. Yay. Hey. Did you notice the last time the camera never left me? You guys were never the big. There you go. It's working this time. <laughs> sorry, folks. Yeah, sorry that you won't just get to gaze at me for however long this lasts. So anyway, I'm sure that we'll have a huge live audience. So I'm very excited about this. And uh, I'm sure they can they can tweet at us or something. We might might actually look and answer a question or two. But mostly, I think they're just here to listen to the three experts talk about <clears throat> things. Well, so I think we'll have a good. lot of people because they'll just flip over right after the post game for game five to this. Yeah, as soon uh, as that ends. Somebody okay. let us know. Text us or something. So Cubs advanced. I was uh, confident all the way. Um. So how dusty was that game when he used <laughs> a challenge in the very first play of the game? On a pretty meaningless very first play of the game that was just as dusty as dusty can be. And then his post-game presser was um, just woe is dusty. And it was hilarious to watch. I'm amazed that dusty ever challenges anything. Cause I think if, to him, like the height of technology is um, <laughs> jazz albums. So he's like, wait a minute, what <laughs> they move, the pictures move? No. <laughs> so somebody, I, I, I'd really like to know how many decisions dusty actually makes at this point. Like, I don't think he makes any pitching decision. I think Mike Maddox just, tells him what to do and he wanders out there so why is he because getting paid? if they're smart they wouldn't let him make any decisions because good god so john, was, john farrell got fired after what five years and making it and getting the winning the division three he won a world series and won yeah, a world he won a world series three division titles got canned and um, they're going to give dusty a contract extension to do whatever it is if the did. red sox don't snap him up <laughs> That would be how, the best. How great. That would be the best for Joe Girardi, who, that, well, kudos to the Yankees, but Joe Girardi, I think, is one of the biggest bonehead managers in baseball. Thank God the Cubs didn't end up with him when everyone was clamoring for Girardi. I, just, I assume all Girardi does all day is um, Watch. he does chest exercises and reads his binder. I think that's like he's awake 18 hours a day, and that's all he does. He does push-ups and, while he reads the binder just and, so he can look buff. Plots against uh, He Man. <laughs> Isn't that what Cap does all day? Is just push ups and benching? The process. <laughs> I ran into Cap and De Jesus. Yeah. I, well, I met De Jesus and, uh, uh, before the game. I forget if it was before the rained out game because I was down there both. That was great. Uh, down there for both just in case they played on Tuesday or whatever it was. Would have been. And uh, Gap was like, "Oh, so who are you here with your wife?" I'm like, uh, "Not to my, not to my <laughs> knowledge." Uh, and then he said, "Say hi to someone's name. I can't even remember." I'm like, "Who do you think I am?" <laughs> Maybe he said, "That would Peyton. be good to know." That would have been, yeah, yeah. That's probably what he. That's probably what he said. So. I hope you I'm still at a loss for what I'm still at a loss for what actually happened on uh, like if you if you made me go through and tell you 
in what order the Cubs actually scored those runs? Because usually it's it's nine. I can remember nine things. I have no chance. It's all it's all yeah. a blur of what happened when and how they. The only thing I remember is that the by far the best move that Dusty made was when he intentionally walked Jason Hayward in the fifth inning yeah. because there's no way Max Scherzer can get Jason Hayward out. My mom was asking me um, what the sequence. I was get, had lunch with her yesterday, and she was we were talking about the game, of course, and she was asking what the um, sequence. She's like, "Well, who came out of the bullpen after?" And I was like, "I, you know, I don't remember. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm like Quintana pitched at some point, but I don't remember when. And uh, I felt like um, we didn't see a lot, considering how much we saw of Montgomery in last year's NLDS. Um, I felt like we didn't see a lot of Montgomery. I might be completely misremembering that, but for a guy that Joe seemed to trust more than anyone, except he, for Chapman in the in the bullpen yeah. last year, it did, it, I feel like we didn't see him a lot. Joe said Montgomery okay. was supposed to finish. What any was he? Had good lord, he must have pitched. I, I have no idea. He came in in the sixth, right? He was supposed to pitch the sixth and the seventh, and then they were so hoping to figure 11. out what to do with Wade. And that he couldn't throw a strike. Forty-five central. Yeah, he he walked a guy through a wild pitch yeah. on ball four, and I think he walked, and then I knew when Carl, I knew when Carl walked the first guy, he was done. Joe was basically yeah. going to say, "All right, you have one batter to prove you can throw a strike tonight. If you can't, you got to go." Yeah. So I was glad Joe went and got him right away this time. Yeah. I mean, he looked like he was going to cry when he. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not Joe, Carl. Yeah. I looked like I was going to cry too. <laughs> so, uh, what'd you guys? Did you guys uh, watch the game from home? Your home. I did, yeah. I was, I was in a. I put myself in a straitjacket so I wouldn't harm myself, <laughs> and I watched it right here. Why is this stressful? Like there should this should not be a stressful postseason, and that game <laughs> last night was almost as stressful as Game Seven. Now I think, yeah. yeah. For me, I think. Um, Sorry. Andy, are you frozen? Andy? <laughs> All right. Well, we lost Andy for momentarily. <laughs> uh, Kyle, so you watched it. Uh, did you go out somewhere or did you or did you go by Wrigley? Did you experience the the furor? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I uh buddy of mine and and I um went to a bar uh down Racine, about a half mile south and what west of the stadium. Um little little diver, a Higgins something, I think it's called. Don't get uh, away. Then a little you can still use it as a dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I was looking for a place that would be like people like actually locked into the game and not just, you know, the, yeah. for the atmosphere and whatnot. So no, it, it worked out well. And, um, you know, probably not a great thing that I'm in public for these kind of events, but <laughs> that's, that's what I, so um, for, for games five and six of the world series, I'd watch them at home down in, in the basement on the projector and a buddy asked, he's, he's right after they won game six, he's like, we're going to Cleveland. <laughs> um, uh, he's like, you want to go? I'm like, um, you know, I don't think so. <laughs> like, and you know, I, if I hadn't been to a, a series game before, I probably would have gone, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to mortgage my home to get a ticket. But yeah, right. Um, but yeah, you know, there's, there's, and there's something to be said about that collective panic because it's been right. reading my Twitter feed, which everyone gave up on this team again for, for some reason after game two. <laughs> and then, uh, so it's, it's, I, that's about all I can handle. Um, is the, the Twitter panic dealing with those people live is too much for me. Hello, Andy. Hi, welcome, welcome to the back. back. <laughs> welcome back. 
You should have uh, heard me though. I, I I had a good thirty seconds of really astute <laughs> commentary, and then I then the little thing flashed up that you're offline. Like, oh well, okay, good. Can you recreate it? I forget what story you're even telling. The magic is gone. It was basically oh, yeah. me saying that part of the the part of the reason that I still feel the panic. Oh yeah. Was part of it was Dusty. I didn't. I really didn't want to see him win. I didn't want yeah, the Cubs to be the to team that finally that. lost to him. Um, but mostly, I think we convinced ourselves that once they won the World Series, then we'd all be good. And yeah, it's part of it. It's less panic than normal. But you also know they're only going to make the playoffs so many times, right? And, and you don't are- want to see them squander any right. opportunity. So right, yes, then the 2012 Nationals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. Who they still have a name to starting pitcher? For they just one. they just did this morning. I think Is Sullivan. Jose? Can, yeah, going Quintana. Oh, I thought they had said that yesterday, but yeah, because I, I had heard Quintana. Um, good. Yeah, because because Madden, I thought after the game, well, or at the game, basically, it said that um, you know they could basically treat his his appearance as a side session. Um, yeah, the most most fun yeah, the side session right. he's ever had. Although Quintana's facial expression, he's <laughs> Hendricks like in that he just does not show any emotion, which I, I kind of like that. Out of I think the fact that he they had a sequence where Wilson came out and talked to him. He gets on the rubber. Wilson gives him the signal. He stares at him, and then he backs off. And Wilson has to come out again. Oh, yeah. Was Jose was crapping his pants, <laughs> yeah. and I don't blame him. I mean, he made one relief. It was the first relief appearance in five years. Yeah, and I'm sure they told him before the game, "Hey, we might need you." You know, and he's like, "Oh, sure." Like Kyle's going to screw this up, and all of a sudden he's standing on the mound with runners all over. He he looked a little uh, concerned. I didn't really blame him. So my mom asked the uh, poignant question. She's like, is Hector Rondon on the playoff roster? And I was like, um, I don't know, actually. He was not. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, and I, yeah, that's uh, how the how the mighty have fallen on that. Well, I think I think because of all the lefties, they, yeah, they convinced Joe totally. to keep Wilson. And then Joe basically decided, fuck it, I'm not going to use that guy. So yeah. they probably yeah. should have had Hector. Yeah, you would have been better off with Hector on that roster. Than yeah, I would guess that. I think that might be the only change will be Hector over Wilson. Yeah, did they announce that for the CS? I don't think so. I think I think they might go Hector over uh, over Leonis. Because um, ironically, like they didn't run out of position players on Thursday. No. So, like, I don't know. I guess the argument could be made that, you know, you could add an arm because they definitely need it. But, I mean, Wilson obviously makes sense too. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, the first game ended with, it was what, Leonis in left, Almora in center, and Hayward in right. And Joe said, that's my that's the finishing outfield. That's the one I want anytime we have a lead. And then he never did it again. And la- and Thursday night ended up with Zobrist in left because he didn't, right. Almora was out. And it's like, oh, God, we got the 50-year-old man trying to chase a ball into the corner again. Yeah. So, Wade looked. Wade looked over there and said, "Okay, I'm, they're not. I, they can't hit it to left." <laughs> uh, so, Dolan, how um, turgid were you when Schwarber dented the pad uh, in the wall? That was. I thought, that was bread. I mean, that thing. You know, Zuli almost hit it through the wall. He almost hit that through the wall. I mean, they, they actually, it was great. TBS had the shot of the dent in the pad yeah. that didn't go away because he yeah. hit it so freaking hard. So, obviously, Schwarber, we know how he can hit. But how about him going first to third on, yeah. on, behind him? Like, you know, I knew he was 
for a sort of I'm sure he's not a, a chubby guy, but like for a guy who looks kind of roundish, uh, he's a decent enough runner. Yeah. Um, except when he decides to drift toward balls in the oh, field. But but was, I knew that was a I that was a problem coming because he was gonna run yeah. through the catch. It's like Kyle, just r- get under it and catch it. And Thank climb. you, Jason Worth, for making that not the worst outfield play of the postseason yeah, exactly. so far. But um, but uh, uh, he 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 flew. He uh, he he uh, scooted from first to third on that. That was that was neat. That was a good but, base runner. Yeah, and Kyle yeah. Schwarber stole a base in Game Seven of the World Series. <laughs> that is true. So, um, so we've got Quintana tonight, and I, wait, I assume it's Kershaw, right? Or no, they have an end. Yeah, it's Kershaw. It it's is Kershaw. Kershaw. Yeah, good. The very beatable postseason pitcher. He gave up four home runs in his start yeah. against the Diamondbacks. Yeah, screw him. All that matters is Cubs have beaten him plenty of times. So I would guess it's going to be Quintana. Lester, Hendricks, Ariad, yeah, probably. That way, Arietta, you get, Arietta, that way Arietta Kyle great, pitches game seven. If there's a game seven, yeah. Arietta pitched great though. Um, so yeah, and man, I don't know what their what the Nats batting average ended with, but the Cubs for for a heavy hitting team that they did a really nice. I mean, game five was probably the aberration, but they did a really nice job. And even Kyle settled down after the second pretty well. I was a little surprised that, well, I guess I wasn't surprised because the the time was right for for him to get pulled. But Kyle actually, after leaving everything up early, seemed to settle in pretty well. Well, there was a guy on um, Andy McCullough, who's the beat writer for the Dodgers for maybe the LA Times, is a close personal friend back to his Syracuse days of Danny Parkins on the score. And he was on yesterday and there's a shock the score. Yeah. Well, I'd like to do it at lunch. It helps me digest. <laughs> I was thinking it had the opposite effect. Yeah. Well, I, I changed my pants afterwards. Um, <laughs> anyway, you'd be shocked to know that Danny Parkins friend from college is a douchebag. <laughs> and um, he was saying that, the Dodgers have a huge schematic advantage, advantage. Schematic advantage with Dave Roberts over Joe. Is that Charlie Weiss? And so Spiegel him asked him, he said, well, what, like, what's an example? He said, well, like last night, he said, you know, uh, it's, it's unconscionable that he, the two moves, the two moves that come to mind immediately are he let Kyle Hendricks bat for himself in the fourth inning and he had Wade Davis have to get seven outs. And I'm thinking those are the two two moves that I actually agreed best, with. Yeah, best moves. Like number one, there's one out, nobody on when Kyle came up, and you right. had to get innings out of somebody. So right. he had to stay. In, and the and it was only one run game. It Unless wasn't still four to to one. Yeah. And then with Wade, who else was he going to use? No. Yeah. He, the whole Wade bullpen had proven they weren't up to the task, and it had to be Wade or nobody. Some, so. Someone, uh, I, when I was in a panic, had a panic post on Facebook. Someone was like, "Yeah, but who's going to pitch the ninth?" I'm like. Wade, obviously, yeah. like it was, or who's going to close it? Or I think he said, and and uh, man, Wade, there's another guy that just is an emotionless cyborg out there, and I love it. Like just get, just be out there and be an out getting machine. Yeah, well, I loved how the ninth inning starts, and Wade basically went, "Okay, I know how to do this." Yeah, yeah, and yeah, one, two, three, no problem. Nice clean inning. Yeah. All right. It was the only time the Nats went down in order in the whole mm-hmm. game. Was the mm-hmm. ninth inning, top of the order too. Yeah, yeah. To getting Harper, that, that was a filthy pitch to Harper, um, too. But that was it was a neat series. Did you guys have uh, doubts going into Game Five? Like, 
all of Twitter did? I didn't really. I thought I I thought there I I thought there would score a bunch of runs because Gio Gonzalez was pitching. I didn't think Kyle was going to pitch poorly, and he didn't really pitch. He just didn't pitch like we expected him to pitch. He yeah, was like, okay. And after the second, I mean, he was up. He was so up early, and then after the second, when he settled in, it was good. So the only the only flash of terror I had was watching Scherzer come out of that bullpen, and then the second they immediately started hitting him, I'm like, all right, they're good. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna win this. I felt good about Scherzer coming in when they showed him running sprints in the bullpen. <laughs> I thought, this guy, there's no way he's equipped to, to he pitch he's in relief. Yeah. He's running he's, he's running what, like 70 feet back and forth as fast as he can. It's like, uh, calm down, moron. Jeez. It's only because Clement had said he wasn't available, so Dusty had to go to Scherzer. But how about the fact that they won um, – Three of the five games that they well, they had to win three, obviously. But uh, one was a Strasburg start, one was a Scherzer start, and the other was one where, you know, Dusty went all Madison Bumgarner and threw his best pitcher out in the middle of the game, and uh, ah, they won that one too. Well, and I, I mean, the other getting down four one early was, you know, that that's it's just a Cub team that I don't know, I don't know why the hell anyone would doubt him. And look what happened when they beat the Giants. I mean, the biggest, yeah. yeah inning comeback right so it's like whatever just keep watching dummies even yeah. if the game well, goes 70 hours yeah ben finfer had a great tweet when it was when they got up seven to four and it was cubs down four cubs down three runs oh my god the game's over cubs up by three runs this game is not over You're right <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly it's all matter of perspective well there was no game five because according to cubs twitter the series was over after game two so Yep. And then game five was over after the second inning. So Cubs apparently like their twos. Well, you better start liking twos because two championships in a row will be nice. Especially now that the Indians are eliminated. Yeah. So we're okay. So let's look at our predictions. I have been wrong about everyone except the Cubs so far, I think. I think. Did we pick the all pick the Diamondbacks over the Dodgers? Yeah. <laughs> I think we all did. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good pick. I think we all. F- well, maybe in our heart of heart. No, I think I thought that the Diamondbacks could could do it, but um, I certainly yeah, didn't expect the Dodgers to get past them for some reason. And I definitely didn't think the Yankees had a chance against the Indians. No, not at all. And neither did the Yankees for the first two games. Apparently. <laughs> um, I I in my heart of hearts knew that the Twins were not going to beat the Yankees, but uh, what are you going to do? Um, but yeah, we're, uh, we're looking good so far in Chicago though, on our Chicago predictions. Yeah. <laughs> so, right that one off. <laughs> so I think what we underestimated about the Diamondbacks was how much, how screwed their pitching staff was after the wildcard game. Yeah. You know, they had to use Robbie Ray for like four innings and they start game one with Taiwan Walker and ugh, you know, yeah. thankfully Jose Quintana is not Taiwan Walker. So. Yeah. Um, so now obviously we're going to stick with our Cubs predictions. Do we have, um, now going Dodgers in three, <laughs> um, I, do we have a, how long is the series going to go first? Uh, I'd say six. I was going to say yeah, six Cubs in six. Just Although, like last year. And when they lose one of the two games this weekend and the entirety of Twitter, Flies completely yeah. off the rails. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, Cubs in six, I think. 
I'll say seven. Um, Dodgers and seven. No, I'm just kidding. Cubs and seven. Um, and then who do we like out of Houston or New York? I assume Houston, but yeah, Houston, yeah, Houston, and, Houston, and two. <laughs> uh, yeah, Houston. That's a cool team. I, although, man, I, but Girardi's is still a bonehead. Don't get me wrong, but like that Yankees team has got some momentum. I know momentum isn't as big in baseball, but they're. What? I was surprised, um, but Houston, I think, is for sure a better team. What's crazy about the Yankees is that they that they're good already, and all they all the guys they got for Aroldis and for Andrew Miller, they're not even up yet. Yeah, I mean they did get good players in those trades. They played Clint Frazier for a while, but he didn't even mm-hmm. but he didn't finish the season with them. Yeah, and um, you know they're this they're not supposed to be that this good yet. Yeah, they're rebuilding. Which, if you're on Al Yellen's timeline, they should be good this this good immediately. But Absolutely, right. rebuild should rebuild. take ten minutes. <laughs> or they're a failure. I got to see him waiting I was, <laughs> for sign seats. Uh, Saw that. That was great. That, so you know, that's a, sorry to stick on Al, but one of the one of the first <laughs> games I went to this summer. So was a candy bar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was like a three o'clock Saturday game, and I got up to the stadium probably around like eleven. Uh, you know go to a bar or whatever beforehand. I'm walking around left field and there's Al sitting there in the front of the bleacher line on his little folding chair. Like he, does he do that every single game? You know yeah. what I think it is. I, I think if, if he would have done himself the favor of being not such an abominable shithead, any, any, if I ever had bleacher seats, I would make it my life goal to beat <laughs> him to his seats. I don't, I hate sitting in the bleachers, but he, there are probably so many people that would just do that to piss him off. He probably has to. Well, somebody told me that the that his lady friend who he's with yeah. is handicapped, which is a shock. But it's because of what? that, not only she's handicapped, oh. so not only does he get to line up early and get in, but he gets in extra early because they allow the anybody who it's like boarding a plane, the yeah. limited mobility. So he he's always going to get to that spot because uh-huh. he even gets to go in before the normal bleacher people. So, so why would you ever stand in a line with a handicapped person? Like, I'd be like, we're going to show up five minutes before we know they're going to let us in before the general population. He's paranoid that they'll get, they'll show up, they'll get, you know, something will happen and somebody will get his precious little seat. And he picks the worst freaking seat I, in the I whole world. No. Oh, and they're assigned in the playoffs, aren't they? Yeah, they, yeah, they are. What a, yeah. So, or, yeah, so then really, why is he lining up extra early? Yeah, well, because he's he's hell. He's an odd. He's an odd little man. Yeah, nothing better to do. Um, and then I saw Dempster looking fly as fuck with <laughs> with a sport coat and jeans, and then of course he. Um, how tall is Dempster? Because I'm only about five nine, he's and not I, very tall. Yeah, he is a little little Canadian man. <laughs> um, it was, yeah, I was I was kind of I was gonna yell something sarcastic at him, but. I was like, ah, I'll let the guy. He's gone through enough. Lately. Was he was he in Harry Carey mode? I assume. Uh, no, he was actually um because I think he he threw out the first pitch or something. Okay. Uh, for game four, whatever I was at. Uh, yeah, and his first pitch was so bad that that's why the game started with Trey Turner on first base. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, he was uh in whatever the the park, whatever the park at Wrigley, whatever they're calling. I was walking across that grass patch and. Dempster was walking the other direction. I had a very star 
studded uh, trip down there for two days in a row. Yeah, to saw all the elites. Yeah, Dave Kaplan, David DeJesus, Ryan Dempster, yeah. Al Yellen. I see why Kim yeah. DeJesus is so gorgeous because David DeJesus is a handsome man in in person. I don't, I don't quite understand why he's still so bad. He just, he has not relaxed yet, and it's like you would think after what a hundred of these now. You would get so, comfortable because you know he knows what to say. It is not a dumb person, and you still see him pause to think before he says anything, and yeah. it just it always comes out wrong. Okay, but I like him a lot better than Hollinsworth. Well, I never watched the post game with Hollinsworth. Hollinsworth, right. the, he talked like he he hesitated a lot, and he did <laughs> he did weird laugh. I could yeah. I couldn't listen to him. So. Well, and he was, and at least De Jesus seems less buying into Kaplan shtick. Yeah. <laughs> like Hollinsworth was all aboard. Remember when Plesak used to do yeah. the stupid Cubs train? Hollinsworth and and with those stupid fists. All oh, the fists. Blue fists. Long they still do it, don't they? Oh, I probably. But I they brought the fists back. Yeah. God. Plesak uh, did a cub preview on Emily Network. And they actually had an animated cubby blue train. And oh, he, was, right. he was the engineer. <laughs> Uh, yikes <sighs> so, what so else have, i didn't watch i don't think i watched any of the dodgers and diamondbacks i would no, be so exhausted after the cubs you know games that i'm like all right i gotta watch something else yeah so i don't know the dodgers uh steve garvey still plays first base for them mm-hmm. is that right and ron say and i think and david lopes game two um, I know they have Curtis Granderson, so I can't wait to see all the Phil Rogers tweets about what a, how the Cubs should have signed him 10 years ago and what a great humanitarian he is. And it's like, yeah. We get it. He's a nice guy. He still can't hit for shit. So it's, it's good that he's on the Dodgers and not the Cubs. My mom was asking uh, about – she's like, who, who's the youngest team left? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I'm like, but, you know, the Dodgers have their – Parts of them are aging, but they have some really good young players. Mm-hmm. I'm like, of course, the Cubs are young. But if you start thinking about, like, Anthony Rizzo's kind of an elder statesman at this point. Yeah, he's 28. Exactly. So um, so my mom, I think, is just picking youth. Um, but I think the like, Cubs are still the youngest. Are they, Now that the Indians, because the Indians probably would have had them, right? But they, now that I don't know. I don't know. It would have been close, I think. But anyhow. And you look at the Cubs every day. They're starting lineup. And very it's young. pretty damn young. Yeah, I would say pr- almost definitely youngest starting lineup. Houston's pretty young though too. But anyhow, um, and Didi Gregorius is like thirteen years old, right? Yeah. <laughs> or thirteen or forty. Nobody's quite sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, how old he is. Um, but yeah, I honestly have not had the energy to watch a lot outside of the Cubs just because it's been. A lot more stressful than I expected. Um, I was able to catch the end of the game five for the Indians Yankees, which was exciting, I guess, if you're a Yankee fan. I have, how about Kluber? He didn't pitch well in either game. No, that dude, that's the one guy you expect is going to be great, and he wasn't. That's two years in a row in, in clinchers for, for Kluber getting, getting knocked around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, my the favorite stat for the game for his game seven World Series appearance was he didn't have a the Cubs didn't have a swing and a miss against him. Yeah. Oh, that was pretty good. Maybe it was Javi in that game. 
he was. Yeah. I think maybe um, Kluber must have hit him with a pitch both times. <laughs> First pitch, hit Javi in the butt. <laughs> um, so I haven't done any research for this, so I haven't looked up the stat on this. How many times in since they've been playing together do you suppose that both Russell and Baez committed an error in the same game? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. God. And tangentially, how many Cubs games, how many times have the Cubs in their history won a game that they've committed four errors? I remembered the last game immediately that they committed the last playoff game they committed four errors in. Oh, we the, all remember that. The Carlos Sembrano start. Yeah. Yeah, that was the, when the entire infield, entire infield, the first five they, innings too, wasn't it? Yep, they all took turns. That was great. Mm. <sighs> A sign that it's not your day. <laughs> and then Manny's over there injecting Andrew between at bats, hitting balls <laughs> onto the freaking rooftops. Hit a ball, hit a home run off of, was it off Dempster? The one that was like an inch off the ground and Manny yeah. just whacks it 500 feet. That yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, oh, so um, lost in this shuffle. Well, I'm sure not lost to you guys. And I remember I'd heard about this when they hired him, and I just forgot it. Um, can we talk about Jock Jones posting revenge porn? <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um, I think that really, I think that really was the reason the Nats lost. That was the turning point. You lose your assistant hitting coach. Yeah, the so, day of the, you know, they fired him. Then they fire him on or suspended him, and they're going to fire him. They'll fire him at the morning of day game one. I, those poor players, they're rudderless without Jock's advice as to so, how to swing at a pitch over your head and still manage to ground it to second base. How dusty of a hiring is yeah. Jock Jones That's as perfect. a hitting coach? Can you imagine? And, I, I wish they had a podcast about their time with the Cubs. That would have been. <laughs> That was must listen. <laughs> I'd love to see through their minds how they were treated. <laughs> but and then they have guests like Latroy Hawkins on there. <laughs> yep. And Gord Wetmire. Those would be the, be the whole group. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so my of course that's a despicable thing because um anytime a dude posts revenge porn, it discourages more women to not send yeah. upstanding men naked pictures. Um, and, but I'm quite shocked that Jock Jones knows how to post pictures (laughs) or video on, uh, on the internet. Um, but yeah, what a, what a shithead that guy was and just further confirmation. I can picture Jock walking up to like the clubhouse kid with his, with his Motorola razor phone (laughs) and a Polaroid. And he's like, how do I get this in here? <laughs> oh man! Yeah, so uh, you guys don't do that. That's stupid. <laughs> um, but Jock, yeah, I was, I was, su- fr- hilariously uh, surprised to be reminded that he was there. I had coach. forgotten, and I think that was something I could forget. Yeah, it's Dusty and Jock. That's quite the combo. And then wait, isn't Chris Spears or? Isn't that Chris? Yeah, Spears? Chris Spire, yeah. I think, is on the Spire. staff. Like, how uh, do I remember that? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're the Nats, why wouldn't you just make Mike Maddox your manager? I mean, why mm. would you really bring – would you want to go through another year of this with the dust bag? And, no. And <laughs> Is that what he has left on his contract just next year? Yeah, he only had a two-year – no, this year. He only had a two-year contract because oh, okay. they tried to hire Bud Black to be their manager, and they offered him a two-year contract, okay. and he went, 
no, nah. I'm not coming for two years. So he went to Colorado instead. Yeah. And so then they hired Dusty. And but they only gave him two years. Okay. And they're expected to give him two more. But I don't after that I don't know why you would. Yeah. Please do. I mean honestly. Yeah, we can use it because we're gonna have to be the Nats are gonna be there to be dealt with for right. at least one more year until Bryce either comes to the Cubs or the Yankees. Mm. I don't know how they're gonna they're gonna lose the heart and soul of that team when Worth walks away, right? Yeah, and that huge they signed him to that huge contract to prove they were ready to win. That was the big deal. And yeah. uh, he's never been that good. He had a huge home run in 2012 in game four, right, against the Cardinals, a walk-off. Yeah, walk-off. Right. It could have been a walk-off because of game five. Isn't there a bobblehead commemorating? It was a game two. He had a walk-off in that series. Yeah. And, um, but that was the year that they blew. That, they, that loss was even more incredible than the way they lost yeah. Thursday night. They were up 6 nothing, and then up 7-5 in the ninth. And blew it. I know Ron Darling had four hours to continue reminding me about that game. Oh, Actually, my favorite. I think this is my new favorite thing about the, about the playoffs. We might see it again with the Dodgers was we got to see the, the, um, the compilation or whatever, the video montage of terrible playoff losses for a team. And it wasn't <laughs> the Cubs. It was the Nationals. Yeah. They just kind of kicked back and went, oh, yeah. yeah, I see why people like this stuff. This is amazing. This is not us. <laughs> that I was telling uh, Kyle in the few minutes before we came on that I f- watching game five, I realized what it was like to play against the Cubs all those years and just yeah, watch a team was, get a gun out and blow every toe off their foot. Well, not only that, but it was like I, I, I leaned over to Kelsey. I was like, this is weird that all of the breaks are going the Cubs yeah. way. I mean, other than there were some pretty awful strike and ball calls during that game. Like, well, there was a reason that the, that the Cubs walked nine guys and it right. was a combination of shoddy relief pitching and a, just a strike zone that was about the size of yeah, you know, it, was, postage it, was stamp. Little, it was a little shit. I mean, how about the fact that the ump actually punched Wilson Contreras in the chin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Wilson deserved it. He missed that <laughs> fastball by like a foot. God, that <laughs> <was> <laughs> hey, glad you're there. I'll be at the backstop. <laughs> Uh, Wilson, he is, I cannot imagine how infuriating Wilson is to watch if you're not a Cubs fan. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, he's the best. he is so awesome. <laughs> oh God. He's the good. He, it's, it's what everyone used to say about, uh, Przinsky. It's like, well, you love him if he's on your team. It's like, eh, I don't think I well, will, I'll give but... AJ credit. AJ actually in the playoffs, the year that. I think it was the year they won uh, the Sox won the World Series. Allegedly, um, he sold the call that Weeders couldn't get. He got that. He got the interference call because he complained, and he probably knew the rule. He probably cited it by you know right. number. It was against the Angels, right? Wasn't that that? Wasn't that the first? Wasn't that division series? The Angels. What? What ridiculous one was that? That was. Was that just when he ran to first on a ball? Oh yeah, no, you're right. That, that was hit the ground. Yeah, right. Yeah, he just took. And the angels, the angel catcher first. thought he caught it, so he didn't throw to first, and That's they right. realized that AJ was right. Yeah. God, he's such a little dick. <laughs> I hate that guy. Um, but yeah, they uh... and it was great of TBS. It took them like five minutes to figure out what Weeders was arguing about. Yeah. Like he's pointing at his mask. Like I oh. think maybe that's what he's probably arguing about, and they're like. No. You know, I never figured out. I think it was the next batter or a couple batters later, whatever it was, when uh, when Jay got hit in the knee or whatever, and Dusty was arguing about something, and that he swung. 
Yeah, what he the, like, a, Dusty thought it was a foul ball. <laughs> well, well, I think and it, it really it did look weird. It hit his it looked um, weird, yeah. But... It hit his shin guard and it bounced really hard. And I and Dusty from where he was thought it was a foul ball. You thought? I see. Ball. I thought. I thought Dusty thought he swung. Yeah, I thought no, Dusty I said. Dusty said in the post game that okay. he thought it was a foul. Ball. Oh, that Wait, makes a little more sense. Did you? Dusty's post game was amazing. There were yes. I, the first few questions. They were legitimately like, "So, did you know um, basic rules of baseball?" Like <laughs> it was. It was amazing. It was, yeah. and Dusty's like, well, you know, uh, uh, like trying, like that, like wavering. My voice is gonna crack because I'm so sad that we we're so used to hearing. The Ugh. best though was Dusty's biggest lament was all about Dusty. It was that if they had won, they were gonna play the Dodgers because he used to play for the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. He used to live in Riverside, California. He's going on about this stuff. I'm like, Dusty, you, as a manager, you're supposed to talk about how disappointed you are for your team mm-hmm. even not for not yourself self-absorbed he can't asshole. no he can't get past that it's all about him and it's always been all about him yeah and i don't understand why people think we're supposed to feel sorry for him i just that, no you know, for the i don't reason. i don't hate him but i don't want him to have i don't feel like he deserves yeah any pity it, he's made a crap load of money and he's done a shit job at pretty much every place he's been so fuck him yeah. he doesn't deserve any sympathy. Right. And, and um, I, you know, I love our good friend Paul Sullivan, but I couldn't even get past the headline of the article he wrote this week when he's like, people who are who are booing Dusty have a short memory. I'm like, nope, nope, he's bad, and he was bad in Chicago. The people and I, with the short memory are the ones who don't boo him. Right, exactly. They're the um, ones who feel sorry for him. Right. <sighs> I think, um, I was thinking about this, I think on under a moment that will probably get lost you know, now that because the series is over and the Cubs won and everybody will think about game five was how balls was John Lester in game four. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. And he just comes strolling out of the bullpen again. And he throws three and two thirds hitless, hitless innings is amazing. He had an, and he, he had picked a, and he picked a guy off yeah. first and he threw yeah. over twice in a row. I know it was awesome. That led me to believe I, I'm sitting there. I had to watch that game. Had to. I had to watch it in a bar because we had a work event. So we stuck out of work a little early, went to that and then went back to the event. And, um, but you I, snuck so I, out, snuck out for a little bit, watch an entire game of baseball. <laughs> no, we watched like we watched some of it in my office before. Okay, we left. then we watched the rest at a bar, and then had to go back and work for a few hours. So we, we, everybody got you know there was there was ample amount of work done. Um, but I turned to the friend who was with, when he when he threw over the second time. I'm like, he's got to be exhausted <laughs> trying to pick somebody off first base. It's because he's like, I'm done. I don't have any pitches left. Yeah. Let's just pick this guy off first. Well, uh. You know, probably other than the the Zobris double in the world in Game Seven in the series, Lester coming out of the bullpen in Game Seven was yeah. one of the coolest sights I've ever seen. And yeah, he he was he is one of those guys that you just I don't know, just almost implicitly trust. Oh, speaking of the the World Series double, Addison, yay! Because every time Hayward comes up, I've been like, okay, Hayward. This is your moment. <laughs> every time, every time I want him, I, he'll. I, you know what? I'll pick him for the CS. He'll have a huge CS, <laughs> um, and then I'm gonna cry. But uh, Addison, who'd been relatively quiet, uh, mm-hmm. considering how good he was last uh, postseason, um, big, just awesome, perfect hit. Yeah. Uh, it was really cool. It was a cool, cool game. With, cool series with Hayward. The um, thanks to Fells, you know, at Cubs Ivy drip. He keeps posting that he's waiting for Hayward's JD Drew moment, you know, where you sign the guy to the horrible contract, 
but he hits a grand slam like in the World Series, and he t- and it totally redeems himself. And it keeps setting up for it, like over and over again in that yeah, series. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Hayward was in the spot. We're like, oh, this could be it. The one yeah. fluky moment. Like, no, 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 not yet. Well, he now, did. He did draw a pass ball that allowed a run to score. That's true. So, <laughs> and he was. And he got Dusty to intentionally walk him. Because yeah. Scherzer fell behind 2-0, and oh, and there's no way he could have come back from that. So better just put him on first. And then that set up the whole Javi, uh, Tommy LaStella, and then um, Jay series of events. Because there were two outs when all that happened. Yeah. Just think about that. If he just pitches to Hayward and gets him out, none of that happens. Yeah. And you I'm know that of, would have happened. I'm kind of worried that his J.D. Drew moment was a speech last year <laughs> well it could have been that ridiculous i mean that's another one the, the catch he made in game yeah. five into the corner yeah. he makes it look easy so you yeah, don't think does. it's that big a deal and then they show the replay and you're like holy crap he, he ran like, like 80 feet in a second yeah. and a half and somehow yeah. caught that ball i mean there he has value it's just it's frustrating mm-hmm. we talked about it in the last podcast because he looks like he ought to be able to really hit yeah, you know everything about him. And I almost wonder if last year they fixed the, the. At least he's got the weird hitch out of the swing. Yeah, maybe this year they can convince him just hit the ball hard to left field. That's when you yeah. were your best with the Cardinals. Is when you were going the opposite way all the time because you're so freaking strong. You can hit it over the left fielder's head. Right. Just do that because he tries to pull it. And he, that's why he pounds it into the ground, hits it to second base over and over and over again. Yeah. Or the 900 mile up pop ups, which are beautiful, but they're always an out. So, you know, if they if the Cubs can manage to just go ahead and win another World Series, I think um that'll alleviate I because I, I still think he's gotta be pressing for to impress this team, or not to impress this team, but to impress these idiot fans who um no offense, <laughs> but who uh will you know, maybe if they can just win two in a row, um, they'll they'll not have to worry about Hayward being because he started off this year pretty good. Yeah. And he finished really well, actually. Yeah. His September was really good. But it was also a mirage against some pretty lousy Red pitching. Teams, yeah. That's a problem. You get to the playoffs and all of a sudden, you know, there's no more. Pitching. You don't get to face the Reds pitching staff anymore. And, yeah. so it, and there's nowhere to hide. Guys yeah. who can't hit, don't hit. How about Javi going oh for the NLDS after last year when he was, you know, the MVP star of the LDS. They gave an MVP. But, um, yeah, uh, that – wasn't surprising to me the way he's been uh, man there's he is i i don't i would never want them to try and change because remember when they tried to change starlin and we're like hey yeah they screwed him up yeah and he's like well i can't hit anymore and then they're like oh screw it just start (laughs) playing it again i i i hope that you know and i think madden does as infuriating as he can be to watch like i i think you just have to take the good with the bad um with hobby well, with the Nats, he was back to his, I always swing at the first pitch. I'm probably going to swing at the second pitch. I'm going to take the third pitch. And then I'm going to make the out on the fourth pitch. Every single mm-hmm. at bat. It's like, oh, just come on. He swung at one that was over his, his eyes, I think. Yeah. Well, it was fine. It was Ron Darling asked. He said he wanted StatCast to check if that's the highest pitch anybody's ever swung at. And apparently the home run that um, Michael A., Taylor oh, yeah. hit for off. hit off Hendricks was the second highest pitch anybody hit for a home run this year. Really? Yeah. Of course, it helped that when Kyle throws you a high fastball, it's eighty-five miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he I don't know if that was it. Was that? I, I I can't imagine that his high fastballs were by design. It had to just be him missing. Yeah, he was missing his spots a little yeah. bit early, especially. Yeah. yeah. 
Because I wouldn't know why you would have changed your approach from game one where they didn't get a hit after the second inning and never hit a ball hard off of him. Yeah. Soft but. contact. Darling kept saying over and over and over again. There is a great gif of the Cubs dugout running onto the field. And somebody posted it and wrote, wait for Hendricks. Oh, I saw so that. you see it and the first two guys. And then Hendricks like comes into this, almost like the Schwarber one from the World Series last year. He comes in and you just see him mouth, fuck yeah. And he runs, he's running at the camera. <laughs> it's like, oh, Kyle. Is that the, did they teach you those words at Dartmouth? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to find that. It's good stuff. So the Dodgers are, I guess they changed their bullpen quite a bit. And obviously they added you Darvish, but otherwise it's basically the same. Well, they don't play Adrian Gonzalez at first base anymore. So we don't get to listen to him, you know, tell tell their dugout to challenge every single play in the entire series. (laughs) Because he's hundred percent sure that it's going to get overturned. Maybe it's pretty Dodgers much the same team that the Cubs beat last year. Mm-hmm. I still cannot believe that Rich Hill is on a major league roster in Game big two. spots. Like what? Oh my god! I hope he doesn't baffle them that like he did last year. Like yeah. because I would love to watch last this. year. He did it once, and then yeah. Yeah. not surprisingly, he couldn't do it again. Right, seeing him the second time through. But I hope the the Cub lineup just lights him up. So, you're not going to get a lot of Schwarber starting because three of the four right. Dodgers pitches are lefties. Yeah. You're going to get a lot of Elmora, which should be pretty good. Yeah. Um, I guess John Jay probably plays left field then. Neither him or Zobrist. And didn't we learn, though, that um, – well, no, I guess I guess Zobrist is – I don't know. Which way does he actually hit now? Is it right-handed or left-handed? Because it's one or the other. <laughs> Wait, Zobrist? Yeah. Yeah. I guess uh, I guess they want him. They don't want him hitting right-handed, right? He didn't start against Geo. No, so he probably won't. So you're probably going to see Elmora, Jay, and uh, let's see. I don't know that it, it is tough with them facing lefties because yeah, right. it it makes Hayward less useful than normal, and he's not that useful anyway. Um, I guess the good news is that um, one of them is Rich Hill, and hopefully, you give him a little adversity and he craps his pants like he did with the Cubs and um, Alex Wood was really good for a lot of the season but he doesn't I, there's a good chance that he won't be in the playoffs well and Bryant and Baez are due to hit about six home runs each right how about Bryant struck out in the first inning all five times yeah he struck out what five at bats in a row at one mm-hmm. stretch yes yeah, he had the sombrero <sighs> game two or whatever it was I think somebody needs to remind him he's the MVP. He's probably yeah. forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. He was, you know, what's funny about Bryant when he, because he, he was basically getting fooled on the same pitch that gets Javi every single time, that slider that just disappears away from him. And you, you can almost see in his face that he, as he's starting his swing, he knows he's going to miss it. And it's, <laughs> it's like, like oh, oh crap. Yeah. He looks like, ah, and then just walks on. It's, it's a, uh, what was the stat on in Pretty game four? Strasburg, I think the Cubs swung and missed his changeup like twenty five times. Yeah, it was something crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's what I wanted to say from before. What was it? Was it thirty seven percent of pitches that Javi swings at? I, there was some insane stat 
like the, the pitches that he sees that they flashed up on TBS that it was like, I, it might have been 47%, but that can't be, right? Like, I think it, it was 30, I think of just pitches he sees, he swings at. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that seems low for Javi. Well, he'll he'll go he'll go a month without taking a walk. <laughs> yeah. You almost wonder if batting him eighth is I mean it makes it extra easy not to throw him a strike. Yeah, I I it's never already easy that. anyway. Maybe you ought to flip him in Hayward. So that, you know, at least there's the at least there's the pretense yeah. of a major league hitter batting behind him, even <laughs> if it's Jason Hayward. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so maybe if they need an extra right-handed bat, uh, because of all the lefties, you know, Rene Rivera, playoff roster, <laughs> try him in right field. I'm sure that would work pretty well. well I think. He'd cover a lot of ground out there without having to move. He's a large <laughs> man. <sighs> I think I could see them going hap out there tonight, to be honest, and play for offense, I guess. Because, I mean, you got to figure their pitching's spent. Like, yeah. I'd love to see Hap out there. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I think that probably is the outfield. It's probably Hap, Elmora, and Jay. At least tonight. And maybe again on Sunday. I don't know. It was nice to see Schwarber, although it was Sammy Solis, but it was nice to see Schwarber bat against a lefty and just obliterate a pitch. To remind people, it's like, you know, I'm not not always that helpless. I wouldn't wouldn't start him against Kershaw. I I wouldn't do that to the guy. But... Um, I'd give him a start against Rich Hill. Oh yeah, but you know, I I have an unhealthy love for Kyle. So for all Kyles, really, I think it's pretty healthy. So anyway, I find Javi's swing percentage. <laughs> if it's less than a hundred, I think it's wrong. Is he ever taking a pitch? See, the thing with Javi, though, like, he could flip the switch and go four for four with, like, four doubles tonight or something. And then, totally. God, it's just um, offensive swing percentage in 2017, 46.1%. Oh, yeah, that seems high. It seems like you probably shouldn't. That's probably not a prudent approach. To be fair, contact percentage, 52.6%. So at least he's hitting 20% of the pitches he sees or 20, whatever it is. I think it was Bob Nightingale, maybe. And that was one of the surprises I had, was that when Dusty did his press conference after Game 5, that Bob Nightingale wasn't sitting on his lap. Um, <laughs> was I think it was him that tweeted before Game 5. He, somebody, one of the national writers, tweeted, now that the Nats have exposed a hole in Anthony Rizzo's swing, no. expect them to... I'm like, well, what? Did, did, is there one? And did they find it? I don't think they did. That's just calm down. What is he's what five seasons into his career, something like that? I mean, with the Cubs at least, which is basically this whole. I mean, he had what half a season with the Padres, but <laughs> so I think that's he came up in two thousand twelve, right? Yeah, summer July twenty twelve. Yeah, and um, my, I think the the perfect example of what of what a ridiculous sport baseball is was the two at bats Rizzo had against Oliver Perez. He bats against him in game two, and just obliterates a ball, but hits a right short set for a double play. He bats against him in game three, hits a freaking pop-up that there's only one square foot of turf at Wrigley that it could have landed untouched, and it finds that spot. Well, uh, also, I forget um, who Dusty had pitching, who he pulled for 
um, Perez in in whatever that was, game four. Um, whatever, what was that? Game three? That the, three, the Rizzo yeah, blue, yeah. Um, uh, but Perez, whoever he had, the righty he had in had reverse splits against lefties. Yeah, and and Perez has reverse splits against righties, of course. So Dusty made the exact wrong decision as always. Um, like when he, who was it? Um, God, who was the awful when we had Dave Veers, who was the bad lefty that we R- had? Reminger. Reminger. Well, yeah, oh, he yeah, wouldn't throw his changeup to a lefty, so That's he was right. useless against a lefty. <laughs> but Dusty always brought him in to get lefties out because yeah. he's left-handed. Well, yeah, absolutely. Lights yeah. out against righties. Yes, he was. He was. He if if when he was given to a, a competent manager, Bobby Cox, Mike Reminger yep. was awesome. Yep. When given to Dusty, he was useless, and it's yep. because he didn't know how to use him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and that's and people we're supposed to feel sorry for Dusty because you know <laughs> oh that's all this bad luck. It's like I think the bad luck. I don't know that it's bad luck. I think the I think feel it's sorry. bad managing. I think it's I what think a lot feel of it sorry is. for Dusty people are the same people saying that um that we should root for the Indians this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, this isn't it terrible that they. It's like no, they. Their streak was 68 years. Ours was 108. They have 40 years to wait. Right. Screw them. Screw them. We'll be all dead by then, except for Kyle, probably. (laughs) So, (sighs) well, good. Um, So, we're all predicting an Astros-Cubs World Series that we'll have to come back and do this again. Yep. So, it'll be (laughs) Yankees-Dodgers. Yeah, no. Which I'm sure TV would love. Although it's the it's the four biggest media markets, yeah, so yeah, we can't lose. Speaking of TV, quick, did are the uh, is it going to be the same announcer parent? Or, it is not. <laughs> okay, um, it's going to be Anderson. It's going to be Brian Anderson. Okay, Milwaukee Brewer r- announcer Brian Anderson, who's fine. Yeah, he's a little dull, but Ernie, who I love, and Ernie. I love Ernie. You can't not love Ernie Johnson. Ernie Johnson is he's an awesome guy. He's the best studio host of any studio broadcast ever. I mean, his, him and his wife have done amazing things. They adopted a kid who has horrible physical challenges and they've taken care of him forever because they're, they're great people. He's a terrible baseball announcer. He just yeah. is. Um, but so it'll, it will step up a little bit with Brian Anderson, mm-hmm. but that begs the question to me as to why doesn't Len Casper get a national TV job when, when the playoffs start, yeah. he's, He's he's every bit as good or better than the milk toast Brian Anderson, but yeah. thankfully it saves poor Cub fans who have to listen to the games on the radio. You don't get a Coomer inning in the playoffs. Oh my yeah. God! You get Len Casper don't instead. Think, so. Don't you think they're mostly looking for milk toast though on their national broadcast? I mean, I don't know. I think that's the safe. It's like when you're a chef and you don't make your food. I, I, I think they hired Anderson because he also does. Um, he does NCAA basketball tournament games for him too. Mm. So they get a twofer. <laughs> it's like the odd, I don't think he does it anymore, but the odd occasionally in the winter you would flip around and you'd hear Pat Hughes doing a Marquette basketball game on ESPN. They'd be like, Holy <laughs> oh, shit, that's Pat Hughes. It's like it's like seeing your teacher at the supermarket. And you're like, wait a minute, what what? What are you doing here? You're not supposed to be out in the wild. I can thankfully say that I've never flipped around my radio and landed on a Marquette basketball. No, it's TV. Game. ESPN TV. Oh. And Pat's good, as you would expect. Oh, Pat, he's, yeah, he's a good basketball. He's a college. He was a college basketball player. Was he really? Oh yeah. yeah. So and apparently he's still. Which I would love to see. Apparently on the road, he's he knows because he's 
you know, he's been in the National League ever since, well, ever since he came to the Cubs, but he's been in baseball forever because he was with the, I think the Brewers were still American League when he was there. But he knows in different cities, places he can work out on the road and shoot baskets. And that's apparently how he loosens up. I would just love to see it because I picture him with like, with like, um, you know, golf Rex shorts Rex, and, Rex for sure. and a sweater. And he's out there <laughs> shooting baskets. But he's, uh, he's also taller than you think. He's I think maybe six I've only ever three. seen him sitting. You know, yeah, or with Ron Sano sitting next to him with and One Ron loved to brag that his prosthesis has made him taller than <laughs> yeah, his, yeah. his they were longer than his legs were, so he was taller when he put them on. Um uh, shit, I keep losing my train of thought. Anyhow, never mind. All right. Well yeah, hopefully they'll uh they're only four games away from another World Series. How about the fact we can say the Cubs are four games away from another, another. World Series? Three years in a row, they're playing for the National League pennant. Mm-hmm. So these are heady days, my friends. And there's really no end in sight. At some point, this will run out, but they're going to be good. Now that I'm thinking of this, when they... um. TBS was like, oh, they're, they're, you know, Cubs are threatening to win three in a row after they hadn't won one for 25, or they hadn't been to a championship series for 25 years. I'm just trying to do the math on this because obviously 03 and then uh, 84. How long ago was uh, I guess that might, no, that's not 20. Oh, yeah, I guess it is. It's 30. Yeah. Three years. Yeah. Yeah, ESPN on the crawl had a weird stat that said the Cubs are in their third straight National League Championship Series for the first time since 1906 and 1908. I'm like, well, there was no National League Championship (laughs) Series. You just won the pennant and you played in the World Series. Idiots. Yeah. Hey, ESPN. I think what they meant was they're playing for their third straight National League Championship and they hadn't done that. Well, even that doesn't make sense. Yeah, right. There's no defense that the crawl is terrible and it should go away. All right, gentlemen. All right, well, good job. We're an hour right on the dot. Look at yeah. this. We're getting good at this. Yeah, I know, Just... uh, but you didn't um, tell people what you were drinking there. Oh, I had a, because it's morning, I had a Founders Breakfast Stout, there which is a seasonal, which is in, in stores now. So, you know. Are you getting Proud sponsor of the Discipino podcast. You need to be splitting this with us. I'm not a corporate shill. I'll shill for anybody who will <laughs> give me anything. But I went and bought that. And my wife yelled at me. She came down about two minutes into the podcast, somebody drinking a beer and goes, is that why you bought breakfast out last night? <laughs> yes, that's why right. I bought it. All right, boys. All right. Enjoy the game tonight. All right, go Cubs. Go Cubs. Yeah.